You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained 121. And not just any episode of Unchained this week. No, it's a special about a Sony exclusive. A series that has spanned nearly 10 years and is apparently now over. So, you know, short and sharp. Uncharted. We're here to talk about all things Uncharted. Probably not the card game. Probably not the comics. Probably not that mobile game. But the main games, you know, those sort of things. And Golden Abyss. Um, of course, we'll also talk about the recently released Uncharted 4, which... I think I'm pretty sure all of us have played here. I didn't know that came out. Degrees. When did that happen? Well, I know that I know it was delayed several times, Ben, but it wasn't delayed that many times. So, <laughs> I am your host, Neil Bolt, and as you just heard, was of course the ever-beating heart of this podcast. It's Ben Shillabo Hall. How are you doing, Ben? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? S- splendid, splendid. Yeah, I'm. Sh- stuffed myself on pizza and lemonade so i've basically had a day like a kid's birthday party sounds amazing yeah it probably won't be when the belching starts halfway through as i'm trying to put a nuanced point is that just to sort of so you don't spoil anything you can just burp in in like i'll burp at the wrong wrong point though (laughs) it's like burp 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 and then nathan's right yeah yes it's good to have you back anyway ben Thank you. And we have the other pillar, who's not often there as much, so he usually wrecks scaffolding instead when he's not here. Uh, it's Mike. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? <laughs> Very nice. I'm good, thanks, dude. Um, good to be on the show. I couldn't miss this one, definitely not. I literally had to pry myself away, pry myself away from Uncharted 4 to be on here, but I managed uh, it. It keeps the combo going. You keep thinking about Uncharted. And that's exactly, which is good. Yes, very good. Yes, it's on the mind. It. And also with us today, we have the man tinkering behind the scenes. He is the best Belgian in the world that isn't fictional. It's Kevin. Rom- bow, 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 bow. Yippee, yo, yippee, yay. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's that's quite the the two thousand one yeah. reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you this fine day? I am good, thank you. Like. Pretty much all of us, I guess, I've been freaking on uh, Uncharted 4. Freaking? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it, say I was moderately playing for my enjoyment. I'm just freaking on <laughs> it because I want to have this game finished. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And he was a returning guest after a long time away, like Drake's long lost brother. And he's back again this week. It's Christopher Clements. How are you doing? Hey, fine. How you doing? Excellent, excellent. How's things over there for you then, Chris? Oh, wow. This weather is beautiful. Sky's blue. It's about 80 degrees. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's gorgeous over here. So, loving life. And of course, I'm, 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 I'm neglecting all the sunshine outside to stay inside and play Uncharted 4. So. Yep, that's pretty much been the same case for me here this week as well. It's same here. <laughs> Any week, really. It's like, oh, it's sunny outside. Well, I'll just crack the window open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get a bit of that breeze in. Excellent. So I suppose we'll just go straight in from the beginning of the series. Um, 
brief, sorry, brief overview, of course. How I will just bring up my pages. Because <laughs> you don't get far in this business without having pages. No, you don't. Just take a trip back to um, 2007. 2007, would you believe? All that time ago. And um, as I said, the PlayStation 3 had not had the best launch in the world. It costs a lot of money. Games are a bit meh for a while. A lot longer than it was this generation where people were whinging and whining that there was no games. I had and, just joined PSU. Yes, Mike had just joined PSU, which <laughs> just tells you how long ago this was. <laughs> And the people behind Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter came out of a game that, on the surface, looked very much like, hey, it's Tomb Raider with a guy who's advertising Topshop. But, <laughs> hey, everyone got wowed because whenever he went in water, his clothes got wet and slowly dried. That was pretty much the thing most people seem to remember about Uncharted at the time was, wow, look at them graphics. That happens. You can make a wet man dry and vice versa. But obviously there was more to it than that. It was gained fair critique because it was, had a good plot to it. You know, a bit of adventure Indiana Jones-esque nonsense and the nice back and forth between our hero Nathan Drake and his good friend Victor Sullivan as they went searching for treasure and... and uh, Francis Drake's coffin, I believe, wasn't it? They found it at the beginning? Yes. Uh, basically, they went to find El Dorado, the fabled city of gold. Um, they tagged along with, uh, well, I say she tags along with them, uh, a journalist, Elena Fisher, who would obviously become a regular part of the series after this. Crazy, crazy things happen. You know, yeah, we won't get into them until we'll speak about them in a moment, I'm sure. And, yeah... As it does become a theme in the series. They find what they're looking for, and something mystical and strange happens, and Drake doesn't really come out of it any richer, really, for a treasure hunter. That's probably not the best way to be, but hey, mm -hmm. that's, there wouldn't be more games otherwise, would there? Um, so we'll go for it. Um, good points first. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the positives, because obviously... Uncharted 4 hasn't is out now and looking all amazing, but Uncharted itself, Drake's Fortune, hasn't aged well of the bunch. The HD collection obviously did help that out a bit by modernising the controls. But, you know, they play the original game. It is very dated from what it is now. Um, Mike. Yes. What were your favourite aspects of Drake's Fortune? Wow. Oh, God. I still remember playing that for the first time. Um... I particularly like the locations. I thought they were great. The whole, um, you know, had a lot of the lush jungle settings and stuff, and visiting like um, the you know the old forts and stuff, and uh, um, the monastery and everything was particularly good. I, I was a big fan of the locations. It did it did uh, it did sort of combine that sort of Indiana Jones quality about it and sort of Tomb Raider in a way. It wasn't too. Um, it was sort of set. It was. It really made you feel like you were on an adventure somewhere like miles away from any civilization. Sorry, and I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> drunk on water, if anything. Um, yeah, so um, that was particularly good. I, I always thought that had some of the strongest locations in the entire series. Actually, I really enjoyed that. Um, 
Apart from that, I did. I think Drake himself. I instantly took a shine to Drake. Um, he was, you know, cheeky, chappy, happy-go-lucky guy, but he was also very grounded as well, which pretty much, you know, that's kind of like a quality that he's had throughout the series, really. That he's not some muscle-bound, you know, mercenary with tons of experience who doesn't like you know, so much as squint when bullets are um, zipping past his head. Um, so that was refreshing as well, because um, uh, up, up until that part point, at least, there had been a lot of um, games around. I mean, obviously, you had Gears of War and Resistance, who's, you know, they weren't exactly, they didn't have exactly memorable protagonists, you know, pretty stoic in that regard. So, yeah, um, but that, you know, the friendships as well between the characters were good. Um, uh, I could probably add more to that, but obviously I want to let other people speak, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are the things that come to mind. Okay. Standout moment, though, for you? Um, I, it'd if probably be a couple. No, no, it'd probably be a couple. Uh, I'd say the uh, first one would be definitely be the U-boat part, um, the German oh, U-boat. Yes. I just thought that was quite striking. That was really cool. Um, quite, I don't know, in a way, kind of creepy. Uh, you know, when you find the bodies and stuff like that, you're expecting them to like come to life, and they don't, obviously, so it plays with your mind a bit. But it's still, I don't know, it just had that... I just, I just thought it was really quite a, um, a striking kind of scene, you know. So it's, it's sort of like stuck there on the edge of a cliff, you know, on a waterfall and stuff, and it's with the jungle in the background. I thought that was great. And for me personally, I mean, part of me would like to say the jeep thing, the jeep chase, because that was kind of high octane. But I think it would have to be the uh, part where the game almost turns into a sort of pseudo survival horror in the um, uh, just after you find, um, well, well, actually not because if for some reason, no one has played the game yet. I won't spoil it. So, um, when you're in the um, uh, the German, I think it's the German submarine base or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of the location. And you um, come across some, um, let's just say, different enemies. Again, I'm actually not going to spoil it just in case there are people who haven't played it. But that part, you guys know what I'm on about. I thought that part was really effective because um, it was quite a shock, you know, to completely do a, a U-turn on any everything you had been fighting against at that point, for that to like come up like that, it would like it really did um, give things a real kick in the ass, and it was like, whoa, did not see that coming. <laughs> so yeah, that would definitely be a stand-up part for me. Good, good. Yeah, um, Christopher, how about you? Stand-up moments and highlights of Drake's fortune. Well, it's the environments. I think it was the first time. I, uh, it's, been, it's been a while since we've seen the. Uh, well, I guess that generation, uh, PS3, that was the environments themselves, the lush jungles and the, the tombs. Obviously, there was a lot of complaints about this is just uh, ripping off Tomb Raider and uh, that kind of nonsense, which, well, maybe, I don't know. But I'm like, well, okay, if Tomb Raider had done this, then maybe Tomb Raider would be a better game. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, the... the uh, I love the jumping, the uh, the climbing, uh, all the platforming, all that aspect of it was really a lot of fun. Uh, I, I liked it that aspect uh, in the first game more than I did the game, the gunplay. Uh, but uh, um, but I, I echo what Michael said uh, when I first came across that German U-boat in the middle of the jungle. Then uh, someone at the door. Uh, <laughs> someone wants to chime in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that that was pretty. Uh, it was pretty amazing. And then the old yeah, what happened with the the uh, dead uh, Nazis and all that kind of thing was really really pretty fascinating. Cool, excellent. Um, Kevin, how about you? I have to jump aboard with uh, Chris and Mike here because basically they said most of the things that I was gonna say as well. 
just the setting alone from the game is quite impressive. You know, going through the jungle and discovering like little clues. And each time you realize you're going to get closer and closer. And you're just waiting for that one moment when you see the actual conclusion to whatever you're searching after and stuff. Definitely amazing. And then what I don't think has been said, like the the bond between the characters is definitely something that I think is a really good thing, as well as the fact that the voice actors were spot on. Because if mm-hmm. I think if those were not correct people, it wouldn't have worked out as well. Definitely not. But no, yeah. especially when you see some of the ones around that sort of time from third-person action games, some horrendous voice actors at that time. No, no, North probably just coming to the peak of his powers at this point, and it, it launched a thousand ships for him. He ended up doing so much off of that. Oh yeah, he definitely fits perfectly. And you know what I do love about the series as well is you have so much part of the game that is so serious, and then once in a while they crank in this one joke. And, you know, the humor is definitely something I love about the series as well, because it keeps you realistic, knowing that, you know, it's it's not all, you know, seriousness. You can still have a laugh left and right. And I, I kind of love that idea, so. Splendid, splendid. And, Ben, what about you? I don't think there's much I can cover now, to be honest. I agree, the U-boat thing was my favorite part of the original game. That, that part was just... It, it, it's it's when the PS that generation started, in my opinion. That you could say that this the gen starts here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all round as a game, that was probably the point where it was the first competent PlayStation exclusive that had come out. You know, it was uh, you had stuff like Motor Storm and Resistance, which were snazzy looking to a degree when they launched, but you know, they were very empty as games beyond a certain point. I think that's this. Again, I still argue now that Uncharted was a bit of a, a polished, uh, not polished turd, sorry, a rough, rough gem. That's what I meant to say. Who's <laughs> switching around there? This isn't Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it was that kind of game where it's like it had its problems and little issues, but the, the core goodness of it came out, and the people saw it and it turned heads. You know, that was it. It's what it managed to do. So, what I'll ask you then, Ben, as as you didn't get to say much different on that one um what didn't you know, sort of go so well for you with that game i think everyone's gonna answer the same way i'm gonna answer the god awful motion controls that decided to stick into the first <laughs> game just because motion controls exist at the time <laughs> oh yes the bane of most uh ps exclusives at that time it was uh <laughs> Yes. See, I didn't mind it with the grenades. I'll admit that. If I'm right, the grenades were motion controlled as well. Yeah. They yeah, weren't that, too that's bad. That's still one of the bits that I, I wouldn't mind having at this point. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the grenades being motion controlled because it would save a button. At least save some hassle. But the going across beams and stuff like that, nah. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Imagine if they tried to do it nowadays and tried to put the grappling hook thing, but with motion controls to swing across. No, no. Imagine having to throw your controller up to actually hit something. That would be horrible. So many people would hit something in the room and be like, oh my god, it's uh, Charlotte's fault. Imagine when you have to tie stuff around to knock them over, you have to actually move the controller around in circles. Horrible. (laughs) 
Let's just be happy they did not do that. <laughs> so yeah, so, that, that's my main issue. Yeah. So I assume everyone agrees that that was a, a down. Or does anyone disagree on that one? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, the whole um, six-axis motion control it just felt tacked on just because. Oh, look, this is what our new controller can do. Let's just try and shove it into everything we can. Uh, the uh, the grenade, like Ben said, the grenade thing was kind of cool. That that worked all right. If you can remember that, you had to do that to throw a grenade in the heat of combat. Sometimes I, you know, found I would like try and you know just do a normal action and then forget you know oh no i gotta move a controller or whatever but you know it was yeah that was all right but yeah the rest of it can just go to hell i'm glad they patched i'm glad they took it out of the remaster though definitely yeah i think my other thing i don't know if you guys feel the same it's just in general the combat is a lot weaker in the first yep. uncharted it's just it's messy and it irritated me at the time to the point where it's like i had to stop playing and i had to come back to it like two years later <laughs> after trophies and just say yeah right I'll play <laughs> well, wasn't uh, that bad Neil <laughs> at this time I was playing a lot of games it's like not yeah. you know, I had my back catalogue of PS2 stuff because it was the old fat PS3 and, and, and uh, I had these other games and I was just buying games and selling them with that. they didn't appease me within three, three or four days yeah, right. you know, uh, that money flush time in your life where you just like yeah. games are just things and, it's like, and you'll berate them if they don't please you instantly but yeah it's yeah, it, it did enough to annoy me. It's it, it was the same with Resistance too. I think a year later, where it's like I expected so much, and it's it was yeah, so much of it was like, nah, this isn't what I liked about the first one. Get rid of it two days later. I think. <laughs> or indeed, I'm thinking about it, Fallout Three, which I think I ended up getting about four times before I actually ended up two hours. Yeah, I think I bought Fallout Three about five times. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, one of those games. It's just. The raw thing was there. I think also I had this thing with Naughty Dog at that point where it's like Jack and Daxter, the original, had been like my favourite game of theirs by some distance. And then Jack 2 sort of following the whole Grand Theft Auto you know, revolution, then following on and having weapons and vehicles and stuff. It's just that series went downhill for me. So it's like I wasn't expecting amazing things out of it, but I'd hoped that Uncharted would be like some you know, amazing thing to me. It's like, but yeah, you wrote stuff was good and there was some good, uh, the back and forth I love, but yeah, they were, it just didn't move me in the way I'd hoped it would. So, but that could not be said of a sequel, I would say. It's uh, two years later, we received Uncharted 2 Among Thieves and Debatably, it's one of the best games of that generation. Certainly on PlayStation. Um, Drake was back, and a new adventure, I think it was Marco Polo and the uh, Sintamanti Stone. That was it. I was trying to remember how it was pronounced. And uh, yeah, it was a great adventure. Opens, again, arguably one of the best openings of the generation as well for a game. Drake unconscious and train carriage that's hanging over a precipice and he has to climb his way up and of course once he's done all that you find out later in the game that you get to play the all the stuff that led up to it which again is something that happens in uncharted games going forward from this point uh, as we said drake's back uh his friend elena elena elena, elena of course 
Then shouldn't be so hard to say. Uh, Elena and Victor Sullivan were back again. We had the introduction of Chloe, um, who was, became quite the fan favourite. Can't imagine why. And yes, it was just a barnstorming game of wonderful set pieces, many of which I'm sure you guys are about to tell me uh, were your favourite moments of that game. So going in reverse fashion, sort of. Yeah, Ben, go on. What did you like? Uh, the 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 Pearl Cityscape. That was I'm trying to right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the whole city was just our uh, breathtaking. See the views you could see. Uh it was just yes. Yeah. The 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 draw distance they they did with such limited system. Yeah. The so limited RAM was pretty breathtaking, really. And I like I like that Mercado Polo trophy as well. That was yes. the best trophy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a good trophy, which has uh, uh, re-emerged in the most recent game, as I was saying the other day amongst ourselves, which is quite accidentally found that. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good moment. And that, that's, as you said, the power had definitely been ramped up. And Naughty Dog has shown, I think, with every game that on the PlayStation system that they know how to get the best out of it. It's... Yeah, you could, can't really say that about every you know, Sony third-party exclusive. Uh, you get games that look pretty, and that, but really the only one that sort of exploits it properly seems to be Naughty Dog, I find. It's like probably the second closest is going to be you know, Guerrilla, uh, Guerrilla Games with the Killzone series and probably Horizon. The God of War stuff is pretty good as well, to be honest. It is good, but it's in pure game terms. When you look at the scales... The scale yes. of the games. Yeah, but then I'd say they've tailed off more than any others with, say, Ascension, you know, which is... Yeah. So it, it's not... But you say the same but... about Killzone with the Shadowfall, which yeah. looked good, but... Whereas I say, you know, Uncharted's yeah. not got... It's been more consistently good, if I was if I was here for a series. Um, Chris, what about you? Well, you mentioned... Yeah, you mentioned that opening with the uh, the train. That was that was pretty phenomenal, and um, and just the the whole ride at that point was just it was like a roller coaster. And uh, I don't know if I've ever been so exhilarated from beginning to the end in a game like that. Um, I can't think of anything. <laughs> it's been so long. I can't think of a single point. But it's just like the overall arc, arching story and the the gameplay. Yeah, it was in my opinion by far the best. Uh, well, I won't say the best. It was one of the definitely one, obviously one of the best uh, games of the uh, the uh, generation. I, but I, I just remembered that, that the Last of Us was <laughs> I'd have to put those two. <laughs> is, is, studio. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, okay, what, what, which two would I put? I don't know. They're both great. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a standout moment for the generation, regardless yes. of quality. It's just there's stuff about it that defines the generation. It shows that you could do a very cinematic game. In, and to be a very playable game, whereas that had been a problem in previous years where you, trying to find that balance didn't really work. It's like, um, people would argue in years after, obviously, that you know, the Uncharted games still have a shallowness to a degree, you know, but it's not like that used to be where if you wanted a very cinematic game, you were going to have to be very light on what you could do with it. Well, Eric Jones' movie has a shallowness to a degree, if you look at it mm. that way. That's um, it. 
so yeah, it's it's a video game about a a, a guy raiding, you know, uh, ancient ruins like just like Indiana Jones and well, take it for what it is, you know, and yeah, move on. Exactly. So excellent, well put, well put. And Kevin, how about you? Neil, how about me? I, uh, <laughs> personally, <laughs> I'm good, thanks. No, I, I really loved, like you guys said, the train sequence at the very beginning. You know, right into the action, and you instantly get to see the beautiful snow, the crazy setup that they're going for now. And you know, like Chris said, the whole the whole game was such a such an amazing ride, a beautiful one as well. And I personally was really impressed, I guess you guys were too, when, you know, you finally find Shambhala and you get to discover what that place is and the whole thing goes crazy. I, I just, I, I loved it so much. Yeah. I'm small stand at the moment and it really is a very derivative version of something else, you know, that Naughty Dog had done before, which is the camera in front of you, something chasing you from behind bit, which you know, would be a boulder in Crash Bandicoot. But here was, you know, where it, was, was it a Jeep going down? Yeah, a tank. Yeah, it was a, APC, a, a APC, wasn't it? Yeah, a Jeep. Yeah. That was it. Coming down, barreling down, you run away. And just the way that was shot, presented, that little moment was just, wow, loved it. And I think for me, that was the thing that set it perfectly. But it, the whole train level where you build up to that bit you've got at the beginning of the game, you know, it's like just exhilarating, you know, the helicopters flashing by and you know, take out enemies as you run up the train. Lovely stuff. Brilliant. So, I mean, Mission Impossible, the original Mission Impossible film is one of my favorite films ever. And it's like just that whole idea of fighting on trains and climbing up. And it's, it's cool. I like that. It's, and it worked for me. I have to say, though, Neil, the, the level that you just said about where, you know, the Jeep is basically mm. trying to get you, that was the demo as well, isn't it? Because yeah, I, I finally got my PlayStation 3 in 2009, and a friend recommended to me to play the demo because he said it's really amazing, and, you know, you should play it because you're going to love it. And that was a demo, and when I played it, I was like, the hell is this? I don't really, this is not my thing, I'm not enjoying this. And then, like, a, la a year later, I finally bought the original one. Uh, and then when I played Uncharted 1, I was like, holy hell, I have to get Uncharted 2. And, you know, from that point on, it only got worse because, you know, you get so caught up in the story and, you know, you want to know more about the characters. So I'm very glad that I actually did. Because if, if I went through that first point where I thought, nah, Uncharted's not for me, I would have felt so bad now. <laughs> What put you off it, Kev? I don't know. I just... It was basically when I started to become more active again in gaming because after PSP, I kind of took like a dip where I, I didn't have a gaming PC at that point either. So I just wasn't really that active except maybe on my PSP at that point. So eventually when I got my PlayStation 3, I, you know, I had a gaming PC as well at that point. I started to learn about Bioshock, Assassin's Creed and everything and when I played the demo I was just not into it I guess because I'm I wasn't used to that genre yet compared to shooters. So that's probably why. I don't know at this point why I wasn't into it that much anymore, but I'm glad I finally got into it, that's for sure. <laughs> I think taken as a slice, that demo if you had no real Know, connection to that series at that point or hadn't 
you know, played any of it before at all. And it's like, it does come off a bit odd, to be honest, I think. And so I can understand totally why it would sort of leave you a bit cold, to be honest. It's, it, it, it doesn't work, especially at that time, as you said, it's a very different kind of game to what most people are used to. And you can't really show the full effect until you've played the whole lead up to these bits and bobs that they're showing. It's like, and it, like it's it's part of the charm of games like this is that you kind of need to have the context of the whole lead up to the big action set pieces. It's like we'll probably talk about with Uncharted Four the, the fact that the um, E3 demo shows so much you know, of a chasing, but it's it's the stuff you didn't see in that E3 demo that makes that scene even better. It just and brings the adrenaline in, and just, it's. A, yeah, I, it's just what the series does best is having that time and the room to breathe and show everything about its big set pieces. Yep. <clears throat> and what about you, Michael? Uh, well, um, I think I'll try and do something a little bit different, obviously, because, I mean, everyone says a train, and I agree, yeah. but uh, just for a few curveballs, I would say um, I would say one of my favourites, and it may, not, may seem a little bit um, odd, but I actually... I actually really, really enjoyed that massive puzzle with that huge um, uh, statue of the, um, oh God, what was it? The Purba Dagger? Is that how you pronounce it? The one where you literally have to climb a giant, the giant Purba Dagger in the room. And you have to manipulate these um, mirrors for the sunlight and stuff. It's just after the part where you go oh, down. Yeah. After you um, solve the uh, puzzle with that statue in the urban war zone area. And then you, you know, you have to, you climb, you just, you have, you climb up really, really high and you have to make these really kind of like precarious jumps and everything. I just thought, I thought that was incredibly well designed. One of my favorite puzzles in the entire series, actually. Um, you guys do know what I'm on about, right? Yeah, I do. Now it right, cool, yeah. I remember it quite well. Yeah, I thought, I mean, it probably doesn't stick out compared to all the other stuff, but um, I thought that was really, really awesome. I thought that was really, really well designed and very challenging. I, I think that, I mean, playing it again on the, um, the Charter Collection, I was just like, wow, this is awesome. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm not a fan of heights anyway. And when Drake, you know, climbing that, climbing that thing with Drake, and then looking down and stuff, it's like, oh my god, this guy's balls are still. <laughs> they are often my favourite kind of puzzles in Uncharted games are when they yeah. involve you know climbing great lengths. And it's like and to to start, you know, get these puzzle pieces connected and make the whole thing. It just feels like a more monumental challenge. You know, that you, yeah. you've had to do, go, you know, the scale of the task in front of you and you you have achieved it it's like yeah it's like yeah yeah like when you're staring at it realizing what you've got to do what you what you got to climb and stuff and you're looking at it and you think oh my god how am i going to do this and then you do it and it's like wow damn that was awesome um apart from that i would say the um oh i mean i played the game recently but it's just i've got so much uncharted 4 going in my head right now I'd probably say the train, uh, check, you know, when you're actually on the train and you're, you know, and, it, and it's barreling along and you're making your way to the front and stuff. Yeah. But, but with the helicopter and everything and all that kind of thing, that was just awesome. That was a brilliant set piece. That was, that was fantastic. And uh, Shambhala as well. Beautiful location. Just amazing to look at. Yeah, definitely. I'd say those definitely brilliant. Cool. Now it might be a bit harder sort of thinking of weak points in Uncharted 2. I will start. Okay. Just, just because whereas the uh, slightly more supernatural side shall we say to Drake's fortune kind of worked better for what it was because yeah, you had no sort of basis for where this is going here I felt 
the post Shambhala stuff was a bit weak and silly. You know, it's to me, this is personal on that one. It's like, despite the, um, oh, what's the guy's name that you meet in the, um, in Nepal or Tibet? Tibet Tenzin. Sorry. Tenzin, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I Tenzin. liked all that stuff, but, and, but yes, the, the, the Yeti things, not so much. And stuff like that. The, when it goes, outside of that just oh, we're on an adventure thing it, it there to me it's not terrible just it sort of took me out of it a little bit i don't know it's which is odd to say for a, a thing that's very much designed to be like uh, suspend your disbelief at this man who survives 1500 explosions and but it's yeah for me that was my personal niggle with it what about you but mike there uh what well, this is a Negative points about Uncharted 2, yeah? Um, yeah, yeah, if you have any, you have to have it. Yeah, actually, no, yeah, I do. And this can be, in a way, this can be kind of like spread out for the entirety of a series. I think really it was just the, uh, I felt this more with Uncharted 2 than, and maybe 3, but Uncharted 2 definitely. It was just the repetitiveness of the enemies. There's just generic guys, um, generic mercenary guys. You had your basic guys, you had guys in helmets, you had the guys with the chain guns. They just got a bit tiresome after a while. And some of them, I think some of the fire firefights were slight um outstayed their welcome slightly and there was a bit of the old i mean this is criticism that you will probably hear from other people the uh case of um bullet sponge enemies they just like mm. took quite they took few too many shots in the head to kill even though like you're they've got no protective headgear on and you're like landing headshots at them and stuff it and they're just like whoop you know they're just sort of going Ugh, like that and then ducking back behind cover I think that got a bit. I'm um, playing it again, playing it again. Obviously, that was good to refresh my memory. Uh, that that did stick out a bit for me. Um, but it's not a deal breaker at all. I mean, it's it's still still great fun. Um, um, I think I had a bit of trouble with the aiming. I think the combat didn't quite. Like, to be honest, I think they nailed it with Uncharted for the combat. I think before that, it was always. It, it was, was always good. secondary. Yeah, it was always secondary. I think I, I I think it was just a little bit finicky in places in number two. But um, that's I mean I, I'm really I'm trying to be re- I'm being really picky here. So because it was really it was a great, it wasn't still is a great game. I think in those earlier games it kind of felt like in the same way that Resident Evil the early games controls sort of reflect the idea of this nightmare where you you're walking in treacle and you find it hard to get away. You know. I yeah. find that the fumbly nature of the run and gun thing is pretty much how Nathan Drake is. You know, it's like he's fumbling from one situation to the next with you know, his luck and wits about him. And that's it. And yeah, it kind of works in that degree, and you can kind of forgive it a little bit. Yeah, it's just the fact that it repeats itself you know, four times. I'd say if you count Golden Abyss, and that's probably where it's a bit more annoying. But yeah, here I think it was just about tolerable and you could say oh yeah well and the action's brilliant and all that so it's not so bad yeah yeah it it helped it though that they had you know there was so many this way the story was paced so perfectly that they so you know because it was the pacing was brilliant that um even though you had these lengthy fights and stuff a bit oh god it ends and then there's another cool part of the story for you and more awesome locations to look at so the way they paced it was really really good yeah um, nothing dragged in, no in exactly yeah. i think that was yeah. the key thing because i could say it for the, all the other games but i'm trying to there, there are parts that drag yeah parts that you just think eh, there's this bit right here is stopping this from being a really truly spectacular wonderful game it's like yeah not that it's anything bad it's just it's sluggish and it, yeah. it goes on too long. You're like, all right, let's move on to the next action bit, please. It's... 
Yeah. Anyone else have any complaints about Uncharted 2? Just not really. Sometimes I think they don't really give you a long enough opportunity to enjoy the view. Because when you're looking at something, you're like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. This looks really nice. This is awesome. And there's a Yeti bee. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess I guess that's one of my points about basically all the Uncharted games. You, you, sometimes you just want to enjoy the view for a moment and just, you know, explore a bit more before you actually get shot up the ass. So <laughs> it'd be nice to have a little more time to, you know, take your time and walk around, enjoy the view. That kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think that's unfortunately yeah. the sacrifice that the pacing has to make with the series is that in order to stop and smell the roses, you have to change something with the pacing. When I think four probably does that a little better now that you know you can just have quieter moments more often. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I um, yeah. I I found myself being able to just enjoy the graphics a lot of the time, just stand there and enjoy everything. Um, I am. I mean, I'm only on chapter eight, but I've definitely been enjoying, uh, been able to just take take it all in and stuff, which has been great. Definitely. Excellent. Ben, you were about to say something, I believe. Ah, I can't remember what I was about to say now. <laughs> make make it up. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, yeah, as I said, there's not much I didn't like about Uncharted 2. It was pretty good all round for me. Excellent. Yeah. And Christopher, anything? Uh, I think you mentioned the, uh, the, the gunplay. It was a little bit swimmy. Uh, it was... Kind of, I had a hard time sometimes, but I mean, really, I'm just, I'm just trying to pull something to say. I feel like, you know, I'm trying to force this. It was a great game. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a bit uh, nitpicky at that point. Yeah, yeah. Splendid. Then I suppose we move on to the third, which would have. Be among thieves. No, among thieves is right about Drake's deception. I was reading the wrong bit there. That's my bad. We're going backwards. I'm going backwards. It was again. Yeah, it was among the thieves too. We can't blame you, Neil. I mean, Uncharted Two is awesome. You know, if you get confused, then it's... <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what it was. It's literally the description said Uncharted Three: Drake's Deception is an action adventure third-person shooter game with a sequel to Uncharted Two: Among Thieves. So I read the wrong bit because the, the Uncharted Two bit was highlighted, and of course I was like, oh, okay, sorry. There you go. Anyway, yes, Uncharted 3, which is definitely not Among Thieves 2. Uh, it's, yes, the third installment of the Uncharted series. Um, again, released two years after the previous game. And this time it was, surprise, surprise, Nathan Drake and Sully uh, once again on an adventure. This time I'm trying to find the legendary Atlantis of the Sands. Um, it quite interestingly started in a london pub which was a nice departure you know from this big grand scale you're quite used to with the uh, previous two it's a uh, fairly sedate which of course contains the uh, famous easter egg to a game that was yet to come uh, the last of us it could be found on a newspaper uh, and yes we meet the protagonists and the antagonists or set this stuff up there's some nut stuff in the middle of this game, uh, to be honest, <laughs> so, to put it lightly, um, including you know a, a very epic plane battle. I would call it battle slash crash uh, because it's just all sorts of things 
you could almost call it the jump the shark moment as far as the series is concerned because it's <laughs> like yeah it's like how can we top all the big action stuff we did in the last game let's have drake climbing his way up stuff that's falling out the back of a plane it, and it worked to a degree but no, we'll get into it in a minute it's personally not my favorite scene of it even though that is you know the thing that it led with you know but there were some other cool little things in the game that were different such as a hallucinogenic scene and but you know you could say that it felt a little like the b team were working on uncharted 3 in some ways because there's a lot of repetition with what had come before uh, especially you know the finale involving finding oh lost civilization oh we've destroyed it but we haven't got anything out at the end of it this mm-hmm. isn't really a spoiler sorry <laughs> this is how every uncharted game so we, like i said i like the fact they took the piss out of that in uncharted 4. yes yes uh, yeah. they definitely did um i don't know but to me um good cast of characters for this one I mean, they you had your regulars um pop in and out other than you know drake and uh sally you also got a flashback to a young nathan drake meeting victor sullivan which was quite cool but no I don't talk no it wasn't about it. don't lie no it wasn't it wasn't lie <laughs> something they'd never do ever again have a flashback scene involving <laughs> young characters mm-hmm. um i'll start with you chris um what did you like about Uncharted 3? I mean, this is probably the hardest one out of the three, the three, four, five games in a way because it's a very mixed bag, I'd say. Well, it's unfortunate. Uncharted 3 had the big chore of following Uncharted 2, <laughs> which, yeah. yeah, I mean, that right there is, it's hard to really go up from, from that. And so it's, uh, yeah, I think they did, they, they were trying to, um, trying a bit too hard to top it but uh, but what i liked I, well i mean i really enjoyed it i mean and, oh, um, yeah yeah no doubt I, I thought it was still a great game i hadn't actually been i actually did like the the uh, the flashback scene i thought that was a nice touch myself but uh uh bad and uh you know uh, boy i'm trying to I still go back to the the, the environments, and uh, I love how they kind of shift things around from game to game, you know, and uh, and show you something different. It's not like I'm uh, back in a jungle every single time, and um, uh, so I I always love the the um, look around and the checking out the scenery. Yeah, I mean the desert stuff I found especially was just you know, wow. Yeah, it's exactly. A, to it's very ballsy, and I think people may not appreciate that about Uncharted Three that to have that where most of the level is just an expanse of sand you know and you're walking through it it's uh, considering what the series was known for which is light you know fluffy blockbuster action if you will full of explosions and gunfire and having moments like that and the um hallucinogen scene later uh, it's they're cool it's nice to have these little changes of pace in there along with the change in scenery as you said right Right, um, Ben, what about you? Uh, the what? boat scene. Yes. In the shipyards. Yeah. And, the effect oh, of the water and all that lot was amazing. Yeah, I'm probably going to ch- chip in and say on this one. This is probably one of my favourite parts of any Uncharted game, even though technically it doesn't really fit what's been going on. And it just feels like, well, we wanted to have a set piece on a boat. And so that, the whole sinking 
ship thing and just the way stuff was going around it's like to me that that was the purest spectacle they've ever shown that was them saying we had to do something that not only tops what had come before in terms of wow moments but also to show that the plane thing isn't the only big scene in this game it's like and yeah it's just like that the, the flooding the cracking of the glass they're going for corals and it's it's immense and the changing obviously the shifting of the boat and the way the environment goes with it i mean yeah it's a great moment but is there any other sort of thing stood out for you ben not really not uh, not that you have already covered anyway <laughs> sorry the, the i'm very enthusiastic about that scene <laughs> no i'm just saying that in the desert and stuff like that it's just there's everyone's the environments are what make the uncharted games yeah it's they, they've made the locales stand out, you know, regardless of, you know, perceived quality. They've, you know, they've mixed it up a little in terms of that, at least, you know, even if the core mechanics have been very similar through most of the series. We've got to have some similarity, otherwise it's not going to oh, be, yeah, you know, yeah, it's not it. the same series. <laughs> I think it it's one of those series that started at a point where you were starting to get more experimental big budget games out there that, you know, stuff like you know, portal on that and come and change things uh, when portal 2 i should say so in terms of what you know how you can tell a story and be more bombast with stuff it's, it's nice to see that uh, something that's so you know rigidly old school in one way still evolves in its own ways and i think as we said before naughty dog stuff is very much always a technological Evolve, evolution. I can't even say words today. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. but yeah, it, it's so yeah, they added a few bits in here, uh, as we said. It's nice to see they tried to do something a bit different at this point. Um, right, two hours have we asked? Oh, Kevin, go on, Kevin. Everything's already been said, really. The, the I, I guess the whole boat scene where you have to climb through the boat. Um, that was basically the biggest scene to me in Uncharted 3, so... Yeah. Um, before I ask you, Mike, um, I don't know if anyone was going to bring it up, but um, the old Chateau on Fire thing, which was one of the things showcased uh, in the early demos and such, um, again, that was a pretty impressive achievement. It's not so... Uh, action heavier some of the stuff in the game but it is pretty you know, impressive in terms of what they did with the flames and just the stuff burning around you i found, I found that another good moment but um mike what about yeah. you what did you um, like well it's funny you bring that up because i think that was um definitely the highlight for me it's much like um uncharted 2 did um like the snow effects and everything. I think Uncharted 3, yeah. Naughty Dog said, was all about fire, I suppose, to some some extent, water as well. But that was, um, honestly, the um, the Chateau was actually, it, it's funny, about Uncharted 3 in general, I, after playing it again on the Nathan Direct, uh, Direct Collection, I, my kind, it's, it's funny, I mean, are some bits weren't as good as I, I remember, and some were even better than I remember, if that makes mm, sense. I yeah. think the, sh the Chateau on Reflection is one of my favourite locations in the series today. I think it's just gorgeous. It, it's very... For me, it's a quintessential kind of Uncharted location. It's just an old, abandoned place in the middle of nowhere, 
gorgeous architecture even though it's crumbling and stuff just it's a lot of the part i mean i know it gets more action oriented towards the end when you're fighting the mercenaries trying to get out and stuff but it's you know it's very slow paced and puzzle focused at the beginning and then the action kicks up later with all the you have the spiders you have a collapsing tower and stuff where um, when you're running away and everything i just think it's it's, it's a bit of everything i think it's it's a superb set piece i think it's brilliant um apart from that um i'd probably say i actually like the london locations just because it's london i mean when you're yeah. fighting basically about half a, uh, about two dozen grant mitchell lookalikes in the pub <laughs> and um <laughs> i'd expect to see peggy mitchell come and say get out of my pub but there we go um that's an EastEnders reference for someone who wonder who those you who wonder what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, just Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're but that, the wrong side of the pond, you ain't getting that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that and the um, the desert part, just because it felt like Drake wasn't, you know, it. I mean, he did not say he felt invincible, but you know, all the things that he goes through and stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, another thing. But it's like he, he was really, really being grinded down and losing his edge there hallucinating and stuff he was like really on the he was on the push close to the edge there i thought that was yeah. quite quite effective and it looked gorgeous and still does as well seriously um so yeah that that, that those are my highlights from that game i know it's actually we, we did all that and no one really sort of talked much about the plane sequence there so d- d- what were your feelings oh. on that mike oh yeah um i think it's uh it, it's kind of low it's kind of like those, one of those go-to things like the chain with uncharted 2 mm. it's just like the major the major set piece or one of the major set pieces so i was trying to look at something different and i just i don't know i think with uncharted i think part of me i think it's just because at that point they kind of overloaded the set pieces a bit <clears throat> a, a bit too much and they showed it at e3 as well so it kind of lost its um impact for me yeah but i think it was like yeah sorry so, um, yeah, I mean, it was impressive, especially visually impressive and stuff, and it sets up the desert scene, which is great. But I don't know, it's just, uh, for me, I just couldn't have seen, I kept, I just kept thinking I was playing this Timothy Dalton through the whole port part, you know, living, <laughs> James Bond, the living daylights, anyone who's seen that will know the reference there, definitely. Uh, so it was kind of like, oh, well, I've seen that before, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because they blew their low too early with that, um, showing it at E3. I think that was a mistake. Um because um, it, it lessened the impact for me somewhat, but it was still it still looked great. Technically, it was really good. Yeah, I think <coughs> going back to what I was saying earlier about the one of the best parts of Uncharted Four is you know, was shown in um, E3 trailer. The game's got was it the game's it, it was one of the trailers. Anyway, obviously, um, Madagascar level and uh, oh E3, yeah E3, yeah. yeah. But the difference between those two trailers, you know, the one there and the one with the desert plane, that the best, the real best bits were hidden away in the Uncharted 4 trailer. And it's like there were, there are bits beyond that, you know, E3 demo. Yeah. Just make that moment, as I said. Whereas with Uncharted 3, yeah, they, as you said, they they shot their bolt. That was it. It was done. They, they'd shown everything that was great about that. And to be honest, using the stuff that was great was a bit ludicrous. And it's like, man jumping up crates that are falling out of the back of a plane it, it's semi-feasible but not quite to the point it went you know it's like, <laughs> it, like i said before bit yeah. jump the shark bit yeah like strange. a bit of fonz there <laughs> yeah yeah it's the like, shark. I, I actually thought it was gonna be like that bit in um vin diesel's uh, acclaimed film triple x where he's just basically uh on a tea tray going down <laughs> like that it's uh it's 
yeah, a bit silly, even for Uncharted. You know, it's, I know Drake goes through a lot and you know, survives a lot, but it it just did seem like the one of the, the sillier moments to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyone else have any major qualms with Uncharted 3? I'm sure there'll be a few. Until uh, oh, it was patched, the gun control wasn't great. Yes, totally agreed on that one. But even then, I, I didn't mind it, to be honest. Not as much as everyone complained about. It wasn't great, but everyone made too much of a fuss about it. No, I didn't think it, it was that much different from 2, really, but okay. It is minuscule. That's what I said. Everyone made so much, so much of a fuss about it when it came out. Yeah. Although it's always been an issue. I think for the first, in the first three games, I, I think that was probably if you go and point to one thing and say, okay, this is, you could have brushed this up a bit. That would probably be it. But I, I think three gets a yeah, like you say, it kind of gets the uh, more criticism for that than the other ones for some reason. Yeah, I think it's. The reason the criticisms there, I think, are mostly is down to the fact that it's perceived as being the B team, you know, with Uncharted Three, but <clears throat> that not the big guys working on it that worked on the first two, and subsequently The Last of Us and Uncharted Four. Um, it's just unfair in some ways, but yes, I think most of the problems with Uncharted Three come down to pacing, which, as we said, but the, yeah. the big thing, plus point in Uncharted Two, it's. Uh, Three has some really, really dragging sections. It's uh, stuff that you could easily have cut out. And probably, of all the games, has the worst finale in terms of nonsense going on. It's like, <coughs> we've, we've seen all this before. It's the same old, oh, we found what we're looking for. Oh, we've ruined it. Oh, some disaster's going to happen. Uh, we're all, all right. Everyone's still poor. It's just one time too many at that point. I think uh, I think you're the right. Clowns. I mean, what struck <laughs> when Straley and Druckmann moved on, I think they took a lot of restraint with them as far as you know the pacing and that and the finale, like you said. They, they, I think they brought a little bit of more discipline. I don't know, maybe that's not the right word, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, what that's, I think. That kind of goes back to what you're talking about the B team. I mean, you still had Amy Amy Hennig, but. Uh, but there was a lot, a lot of talent was moved on to Last of Us well, when Uncharted 3 was being made. That's it. I mean, it's a similar beat that people make about um, the difference between, say, the quality of Dark Souls 2 and Bloodborne. In the sense of the A team were working on Bloodborne, so you could tell noticeably the difference in Dark Souls 2 in terms of how it was made. It didn't quite have that same right. power to it that the original Dark Souls had. So it's. Yeah, you can. Sometimes you can tell that. Sometimes you're lucky, and your B team are, are as, good, as good, but not likely in some cases because clearly there are people that drive home the right points, they're in the right places. You know, turn a, a, a good game into a great game. Right. And, and that, that clearly, as you said, was Struckman. Struckman. Yeah, let's call him Struckman. That's even better. We immerse those two guys, Strayler, Strayley and Druckmann, Struckman. The Struckman uh, effect, yeah, that's it. There you go. I like that. <laughs> Coined it here first. There you go. <laughs> Completely <laughs> by accident. So, yeah, I could so say I, you struck on it. I Struckman gold on that one, <laughs> yes. But let's stop the unpleasant jokes now. <laughs> so, uh, Neil? Yes. Sorry, it's, um, while we were, um, as we, we were touching on, like, 
uh, negative points on the Charted 3 there. Sorry, I, I actually, because um, I, I thought about this quite a lot after playing it again, and my my, defi- my one definitive, and this is easier for me to judge than any of the other games, uh, about Uncharted 3 is that it's, um, I think it's too padded in places. I think they could have cut out, I know that the boat scene is very, I mean, I love the boat scene, but from mm. a narrative point of view, that whole section there could have been cut because it doesn't advance the story in any way. Oh, no, it, it's nonsense, and... Yeah. Oh, you agree? I wasn't sure. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I love that scene. By yeah, I love just, it. It's just completely out of place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's for after playing it again. That's the part. You know, remember when I said some parts weren't as good as I thought? Well, that's the part I'm on about because I know it's yeah. it's like okay, this is awesome and I want to play this, but in not in this game because it doesn't advance the story. I mean, there's no point. I mean, screw the spoilers. I mean, it does. There's no point in touching around them. You know, they think Nate thinks that um. You know, Sully has been captured and stuff, and he goes to goes to rescue him because he's been captured by these pirates. And then you find out that he hasn't been captured at all; it's just a dummy that he finds in the hold. And then the <laughs> ship starts to sink. So it's like it doesn't advance the plot in any way at all. I mean, if no. they cut if they cut that, I think it would have been a much better story overall. <clears throat> yeah, especially as they've already played the um, oh, Sully has been captured card already yeah. uh, before in the series, and it's just like it's hard to trust. That's one thing that I hate line. about the series is. Right, don't know, touch wood about four yet. Touch wood. <laughs> Sully getting killed or captured seems to be like the damsel in distress of Uncharted series. Oh yeah, no! which is ironic. The princess is in another <laughs> castle. Uh, I mean, it's nice that it's it isn't a damsel for once, and it's actually a, a, yeah. an OAP with a mustache. It's nice that it's a guy for once, but give the poor old man a break sometime. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, you know, it still disturbs me that he calls Drake a kid in Uncharted Four when you know he's clearly close, close in you know, mid mid forties at this point. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, yeah, but to him, old, it's still a kid though. I know it's only about three years after Uncharted Three yeah. in terms of terminology. Terminology? What am I on about? <laughs> <laughs> that word that, about time. Anyway, chronology. <laughs> there you go, chronology. I couldn't say the word, but I knew what the word was. <laughs> there you go. I go from the highs of the Struckman all the way down to I can't even say chronology. It's it's that kind of topsy turvy world we live in. <laughs> yeah, it's I suppose it's the black sheep of the family in a way. It's uh, Uncharted Three. It's but I don't know. It has some of my favourite <laughs> moments and some of the best. Way. I, one of my favourite villains because Talbot is just such a sneering bastard and you just want to punch <laughs> him in the face so yeah. much it's like um i don't know if anyone's watched the daredevil tv series in the first season uh, but mm-hmm. kingpin, King, yeah kingpin's right hand man reminded me instantly of talbot it was just like it's just that same sneering smug face that you just want to and i like really... both villains to be honest i was really annoyed yeah. when you know what happened in yeah. season one yeah i wanted but... to be there forever just so i wanted to punch him all the time i love how you danced around a spoiler but still made it implicitly clear what that spoiler would be well, you could have gone on away you could have gone on holiday he's gone on holiday you can't ever come back from this holiday but it's a holiday uh villain holidays lovely <laughs> <sighs> That's it, yeah. yeah. Like, Fuck this, I'm staying in Mauritius for the year. So. <laughs> but yeah, screw, screw guys, I'm going ham. Yes, wonderfully sneery villain, and probably, like I said, one of my favourites of the series. Same with Marlo, actually. She's 
apart from being a Helen Mirren. You know, yeah, he, Helen Mirren, dead ringer. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not even a joke, is it, at that point? It is just exactly supposed to be Helen Mirren. But, and again, that actually, also, I quite enjoyed having Cutter around as well. It's like, even though he is just Jason Statham. Yeah, effectively, it's just fun to hear someone swearing in a Cockney accent in a game. When is it not? And um, also, I think it's um, we should give a sh- yeah, actually give a shout out to like um, Chloe as well and Cutter. I mean, those two, I, I enjoyed those two as well um, as characters in you know obviously yes. in two and three. I thought they were good. That's why I was kind of disappointed. Um, they didn't sh- uh, Chloe didn't show up as much in um, three actually because you thought she's going to be. I just got the impression she was going to be a, ha- have a much bigger. Uh, place in the Uncharted universe after two because she was pretty much one of the main characters there but I guess you know you can't stuff it with too many people you know yeah, I mean that, that, that is something I'd say fair of them with the series is that if someone shouldn't be there for the story they don't tend to have them there I mean yeah Elena is one of those you know it's like in free she's brief in her yeah. appearance really there and it's it works yeah it's like it, it makes sense I mean I'll get on to why it doesn't make sense in other games um, but it's yeah, it's nice to see that they do at least rotate the cast a bit. It's like, as much as you'd love to see the same characters in every game, it's uh, it's it's not going to be the case if you want to tell and your story properly. You can still see them in multiplayer, which is quite nice. Yes, uh, you know, it's probably my favourite thing from what I've seen the multiplayer so far as anything Cutter says. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> that whole meta thing of knowing he's in a game and you're picking him instead of Nathan Drake. It's just funny. It's, he's quite pleased that you've picked him instead. <laughs> and yes. Henson's in it as well, isn't he? So yeah. I noticed that's uh, good. It's, uh, it's, I'm sure we'll get. Actually, yeah, we haven't really touched upon that in the last two games. Is uh, of course the multiplayer was introduced in two, in its uh, primal form. And I don't know. For me, I didn't really play a lot of it in either of them. Uh, probably a little bit no. free. It's like, uh, no, I never, t- I, I never really touched it apart from you know just a one-on-one with my mate, which is why I want to. I'm eager to play four because I know. It's actually a very good and it's actually quite an underrated multiplayer series, Uncharted, actually. You know, that aspect, yeah, yeah. that aspect of it is very highly regarded, but it does seem to slip through the wire, um, slip through the net. I think it's because it came from a time where everyone was just putting multiplayer in their games. And it's just yeah. like, so much of it, people just go, oh, just get out. I don't want to know. I'm here for the story, sod your multiplayer. Yeah. And I've said it before, I mean, it's like Assassin's Creed but at that point in time. It's like it started adding a multiplayer not long after that, and it's like, and it worked, you know. It's like, but yeah. obviously, people <laughs> roll their eyes at it in most ways because it's it's not Call of Duty. Why do we want to know? That's it. It's that ends up being the main frame of reference. It's like but some it's people who didn't know that Uncharted 3 had co op story. Yeah, see, I didn't either yeah. it's like, until you mentioned it the other week. I was like, yeah. did it? Did it? It's like, <laughs> yeah. People never played the co-op because it was under multiplayer. This is it, and it just shows you that the negativity of including it at that point, because everyone instantly assumes the only reason you're doing it is to, well, hawk season passes at the time, I think was the uh, main thing. Not season passes, what were they called? Access passes, weren't they? I was saying that's it. Yeah, one of those online pass. Yeah, online pass. That was it. That's it. Yeah. What happened to them? Uh, Well, EA pretty much said they're not doing them. No one else did them. I think. They just started. I don't really know why. To us at this point, I think mm. probably because they started doing microtransactions. For oh, there you go, we'll just bleed money out of people that way. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I think they they got a bit lenient, and when they realised they couldn't actually get that stranglehold off the stores, not yet anyway. Well, digital still on 
a thing to you know, run the industry on properly. Yeah. Yes, that was Uncharted 3, which is probably the longest we talked about any of the Uncharted games now. I think about it. It's a uh, which just shows that it, I, I always find that fascinating with a series of games that's more flawed than the others. That whether it's good and bad, it's there's more you can talk about. Anyway, well, yeah, you know, the flaws add to the game as much as having a game that's perfect. You can't describe and talk about a perfect game all the time because then it, you're just praising it. By having flaws, at least you've got something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's why. And as I said, that's always yeah. my favorite thing about reviewing any game is when it's a game that is, you know, in the middle, the flawed gems, you know, if you will, the diamonds in the rough. It's it's a more fascinating conversation to have because you're more likely to have people go, well, I didn't like it for these reasons. Well, I didn't like it for these reasons and that advice. And it's, you get a multitude of reasons rather than don't like it because it didn't work or nonsense. It's, uh, it's yeah, those sort of games are fun. Um, next up, not Uncharted 4. We'll go there, of course, in a moment. Um, we'll go to the PSV to spin off. Um, Uncharted Karting. Oh no, it's not Karting, it's Golden <laughs> Abyss. Uncarted. <laughs> Uncarted Never Heaven, which is a, a deadly, deadly shame. Because um, who wouldn't want to see Jack go up against Crash Bandicoot, go up against Nathan Drake in a car that racing sim to the death? That would be the best. Oh, what, if just, what if they just had Drake in a uh, Crash Bandicoot painted car and have Sully in like a Jack painted car? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And if you're in the Joel and Ellie mobile, it's just got like lead pipes that crack your skull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Golden Abyss. Ah, great Good old Golden Abyss. That was uh, came out not long after Uncharted Three, if I remember, in Japan, and uh, it was yeah February in 2012, the year after, in the year after, on in the Europe and America. Uh, it's set before the entire series. Um, it's uh, Drake searches for the lost city of Quivera. I can't even pronounce it now. Quivera, Quivera, or something like that. Um, it's got a whole different cast other than Drake. You know, he's got all these different new people we've never heard of before because it starts before all that. Uh, yeah, it's got some interesting for an Uncharted game. It's probably not as uh, good on the story front you know, as most of the Uncharted games, but probably was the most interesting in mechanics i'd say because it made good use of the uh vitas you know touch screens and tilt and controls and such yeah it was like kind of a nice marriage between what drake's fortune did with its you know, stupid six axis stuff and the more revised combat as that went on and it also had a little weird things in it that sort of worked for a bit like the the, the uh, stone rubbings and stuff uh, you could do which yeah they were cool the first three four times you did it but not the hundred it's not really a memorable game in a lot of ways but probably one of the more f probably the fun yeah it's fun i like it in that sense so um we'll go around again kevin what did you think do you play uncharted golden abyss definitely I don't agree with what you said, that it wasn't as strong in story as the other ones. I personally enjoyed Golden Abyss more than Uncharted 3, actually. Which might be a big thing to say, but... I don't know, I'm not saying Uncharted 3 is bad. It was really good. But I just had more enjoyment on Uncharted's Golden Abyss. 
I guess I think, just the settings from Uncharted um, 3 weren't really... I, I guess those were the ones that put me a little bit off on it, because I have to admit Uncharted 3 took me the longest to complete, just because I took a quite a, uh, a break, because I wasn't really interested in it anymore after a while. So for me, Golden Abyss was the game that was more interesting than the third one, because I just kept wanting to play it, and I I still love it, so... It's a really good game. Yeah, I mean, it still stands out as one of the best things on the video, you know, in terms of first-party stuff. It's uh, so yeah, I I'm not saying it's a bad game in any sense. It's just for me, I think it's the fact that it's a prequel, and prequels tend to suffer from one thing, which is uh, an abject lack of danger. It's like you, you know, with any new iteration of a game, you can say, well, uh, that character's. Could anything could happen to that character? It's like, whereas you go to a prequel, it's like, yeah, we know this guy's fine. It's like, and the rest of you people aren't involved in later adventures, so why are we to care who, about who you are? It's that that's the problem for me personally. It's, um, but yeah, so you like you did enjoy it though, Kevin. That's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. Good. I mean, it, it was a really good game, and it also showed off quite a lot of Vitas. You know possibilities, which I think was done in quite a nice way. Although maybe some things could have been better, they still gave you the choice to use the manual controls as well. So I don't feel like it was forced on you like they might have done with the six-axis stuff. Yes, yeah, I think it, like I said, it does sort of meet it in the middle a bit, and it's uh, some of it is nice that you have the option to just not yeah use the touch controls because if you did have only that option you'd have to start seriously taking points off it straight away because they're not as strong as other bits but yeah it's it's good um chris what about you did you play golden <clears throat> abyss oh, oh yeah i loved it um i mean i don't think it uh, well i mean it's I, I don't want to really compare it to the other the main games because it is different it is a handheld uh, game. Uh, it, it is pulled back a bit. It's not trying to be a big movie oh, no, uh, video game. And it shouldn't be. And, it, and I think they had a very specific thing they were trying to do with the Vita and with the, uh, this game. Uh, one was to obviously what Kevin said, show off the hardware, show off the, the cool things the Vita can do, like holding it up to the light to see, you know, uh, some kind of map. I forget what it was, but you were. It's like you're holding a piece of paper up to a light. Yeah. You could do that with a Vita. Cool stuff like that. You're like, oh wow, this is pretty awesome. Uh, but then you know, then it just it went back to the the real basics gameplay, the shooting, the platforming, and all that kind of stuff. And that's really from a handheld. That's really all I wanted. You know, I didn't want this big experience because a big experience should be on a big tv and this is on a yeah. small oh, screen yeah. it's very much designed for what it is and then that's, but for that what it is good. i think it was it was absolutely perfect for that excellent isn't mike yeah about you you are quite enthusiastic about golden abyss if i remember correctly yes i really enjoyed golden abyss um i played it a lot um it was for me it was a holiday game because obviously i take my vita with me when I went down to Cornwall, and I was pretty much just on it constantly. Um, yeah, I, I played the majority of it in Spain, I think. As well. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah, I really, um, really enjoyed Golden Abyss. I mean, I, I agree, but it's not the strongest one. It, I, it's weird, it's because I like all the Uncharted games. Obviously, I rank them. Obviously, some are better than others. I probably rank this one somewhere between. I think it's better than one. Oh yeah. Better than one, but not as good as three. 
or maybe maybe I don't know. It's weird. It's underneath two and four, but it sort of sits somewhere around the same kind of area. For me, it's kind of on the same thing. It's kind of like one, two, and three. They've all, you know, they sort of those ones are harder to rank for me personally. But anyway, um, I one of the things I really really liked about it is the way they did the relics and stuff. You could collect so many things, and it was just more than collecting you know treasures and stuff you could like obviously you had the charcoal robins and stuff and everything but you could like there were so many like each area had a different kind of theme of collectibles you could do like spanish inquisition spanish inquisition kind of like related things like helmets and swords and stuff and you could there was actually like a little one a piece of dialogue that went with them as well i thought that really i i think that really really fleshed things out really well and um and I, I really, really like the way they expanded that on just going around pressing triangle and collecting, you know, grabbing a treasure or whatever. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, um, I thought that was really good. Uh, apart from that, I did like, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's the one I haven't played in, and I don't think I played it for about three years, so it's difficult to remember any more standout moments. But I, I thought the combat did, I thought the combat was pretty solid. It felt better than one, definitely. Um, I did like the Vita stuff. The Vita, like, touchscreen controls, I think they were good. They didn't feel tacked on or intrusive, so that was good. Um, Sully was in it as well, which was good, so enjoyed the banter there. Yes. yes. Um, uh, and, the loca- again, the locations, it had that kind of lush forest, kind of ancient ruin setting that appealed to me, kind of like the first one. So I, the location was really good. I think a lot of the locations were better than three, definitely. Um, I So I was really quite taken with those. But um, I just think it played very well, especially cause it was, considering it wasn't developed by Naughty Dog. Uh, it was done by Sony Ben, so um, I think they did a great job, definitely. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, at, at heart, the thing they have done is capture the spirit of Uncharted. You know, it's like the adventuring, like, and designed it with the small screen in mind. So I think that is uh, to their credit that they've made that happen, and I think <laughs> they've probably uh, an understated finale to the game compared to the. The previous three games have been around, but that kind of works in its favour in a way because you've done all that before, as we said, and it's probably one of the bigger criticisms I've had of the main games is that they all pretty much end the same way, whereas this is very much a more more grounded, if you will, in terms of you know, not having nonsense going on so much. It's just like, hey, this guy's a dick. Let's, let's make sure we <laughs> stop him being a dick by permanently killing him so it's fun like that to have that different thing to it and like you said that shows that sony ben put their own stamp on it i think as well and again shows that it is very much uh, a different type of game in that respect cool yeah yeah i agree with that excellent who haven't i talked to ben uh, you haven't talked to me yet i, I never really played it so <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, there you go. Okay. What was your thoughts be had you played it, Ben? Go on. I did play make, a make bit some of it. Up. It's the one I never beaten though. I just don't know something about I don't know. I never beat it, but I did I do have it. So You do have it. You do have yeah. it. That's fine. That's cool. That's understandable I think it's Tell us about the box that it's in. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah wait the box. What's <laughs> no, your favourite part digital, of the box? So, you know. What's your favourite part of the title screen? <laughs> I, I like the bit where you rub to... You know, the, uh, like the wood marking thingy. I you know, am the... absolutely surprised that that hasn't made its way into Uncharted yeah. 4 with the touchpad. It's like, 
I was sure. Of that. Huh? Huh? I see. Yeah. But I then, like I said, I, think, yeah. <laughs> I just think that was slightly overused in that game. That was my only concern. Oh, yeah, it was that. overused, but I, I did like it as a feature and wouldn't mind it if they'd turned it down but used it again. Yeah. I mean, having some of that stuff worked into the new game would have been nice, I think. It would have been a good sort of call to, but I think it just shows that you know it's different. Uh, this we don't consider this to be part of our plan, if you will. And that's probably what Naughty Dog are thinking. Oh, oh boy, we've talked a lot of Uncharted already, but of course we haven't talked about the main Uncharted that is now uh, here. Uncharted? Because I thought yeah. that they could use the old the old relics as power ups. Yeah. Yeah, you got to rub the relic before you, uh, <laughs> so, uh, as you go, do it really fast. So it's like you've got to have a phone ready just to do uh, the extra bits. Yeah, that work. But you're not supposed to tell anyone about that. That's uh, free, <laughs> free. That's, that's a reveal, free, free. You've just blown now. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> that, that's a secret mystery game they've been working on. Uh, all the Crash Bandicoot teasers have led to this moment. It is just <laughs> going to be. Uh, the Naughty Dog All Stars race. The whole crashing is just a is is a tease about the fact that you're crashing your carts. Yes, uh, there's probably more crashing crash in a, an Uncharted game than there is in a Bandicoot game. That's for sure. Or fox <laughs> in shoes. Fox. A bo- <laughs> yeah. fox in shoes. That, that was hilarious. That was. <laughs> Why is the father after me? I did nothing to it. Why does he climb up? <laughs> I, I would have climbed back up. <laughs> You should learn how to climb. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I didn't beat her score. <laughs> no, nor did I. <laughs> Is it possible to? Uh, has anyone here beaten, without saying too much, beaten that score? You can't beat it. Can you not? I don't know. Is that... No, I don't think you can beat it. It did feel like the game was cheating. Because it was like, it was like, I'm sure this is easier. <laughs> I think it's the fact that it makes you use the D-pad. Yeah, I kept like... trying. I fell off a few times because I kept using the analog stick instead of D-pad. I died <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's not so subtly takes us into talking about Uncharted Four. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yes, that that was a, a scene we probably won't go into too much detail in because uh, this one, this time, we will be avoiding spoilers. Spoilers, yes. definitely. We'll, yeah. We will obviously touch upon some points without going into any great detail and. So it, at your discretion at this point, whether you wish to listen on, perhaps have finished the game might be an idea, or at least got halfway through, I'd say, as given where everyone else is in this in this uh, podcast. So, but we will try our best not to give too much away. I mean, apart from the fact that, that, that there's some gunfire, Nathan Drake jumps on stuff a lot and it breaks, and uh, he says shit a lot. There's That's, lots of magical boxes as well that are in the correct yeah, position that you need them. The, there are magical boxes on wheels that appear in places that apparently haven't been touched by civilization for hundreds of years, but apparently they invented wheel boxes from the modern era, or at least from about 100 years ago. And those boxes, unlike every other thing in the game, seem to be able to support your weight every time. And to my surprise, later in the game, um, when one of those, oh, I'll go and get this for you, and do you think it's going to be another chest on wheels? And surprise, it's not. It's a treasure chest on its side <laughs> and it's like wow you, you've broken the fourth wall here you've, re- <laughs> you've realized that it's not got, always got to be a box on wheels it, it very much reminds me of that fault with the last of us which is like oh here's another ladder oh here's another plank it's like 
so it's, like, it's an abundance of these things around. It's good. That's fine. But in that game, it kind of works. Yeah. Come to Scarborough. We've got ladders everywhere. <laughs> ladders by the ton. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yes. Yeah, so Uncharted Four. It sees Drake pull back into action when his long lost brother Troy Baker. <laughs> because I can't hear anyone else when he's talking. Um, I could have just said Joel, but yeah, that would have been cruel. It's not quite that bad. Um, yeah, so his brother Sam comes back, supposedly being dead, and you find out we won't tell you why he thought he was dead or why he went missing because that again comes into spoiler territory. But he gets dragged into one last mission to try and save Sam's life, uh, which leads him to go to search for this. Uh, more treasure. Yes, more treasure. Strangely, in an Uncharted game, they're looking for more treasure. Um, this time, a lost pirate's, uh, well, treasure, basically. <laughs> Not much more to say on it, um, without being too spoilerific. Yeah, it's... I think rather than say good points, bad points here, we'll, we'll just give our general all-round opinion on stuff as we go. And um, so far for me, I was worried, having seen, uh, if you've uh, been on PSU.com and seen the Kyle Prowse review, it's, uh, of course, a 10 out of 10, and he's very much enamored and enthralled with the game. But for me, the opening few chapters, uh, they did not quite reach that height that i was worried we were going to get a bit more of Uncharted Freeze padding problem where they're just stuff that's, yeah, we've done this. It's like, it's a scene that very much reminds me of um, yeah, well, <clears throat> Uncharted Free in terms of going back in time, but then they go forward in time and back in time and forward and back. And it's just, yeah, it's like, get to the point. We want to know what's going on now. It's like, especially especially considering how long the game is anyway. It's like, you probably could have cut a little bit of that out and mm. not needed it. It's fine, but sorry, some of it makes sense later in context it's that that they had it. Because if you hadn't had it, then, oh, okay, this doesn't have quite the same impact here. But yeah, that was my worry at first. And then, yeah, it ramps up uh, probably about the point you're at, Mike, I think, now, which is uh, yeah. Chapter 8, isn't it? So... Yeah, from that point onwards, it really pushes in up a gear, and just I think it's by about chapter eleven. I think is the uh, infamous E three demo uh, part, which is just obviously the chase on the jeep through the streets. So I'm sure everyone's seen the trailer where it goes beyond that and the stuff, the action of it, and just it's an adrenaline pumping set piece. It's Right up there now. It's one of my favourite things in any Uncharted game. It's just absolutely amazing. Well put together. Just the where in previous games they'd have to sort of spell out their QTE stuff very quickly to otherwise you just you know fail. But here is such subtlety in the way that they and it goes throughout the game. They'll they'll explain things to you, give you a little button prompts now and again. But then two or three times in, they'll say, "Oh well, we." Kind of hope you get what you got to do here now. So you know, just get on with it. We won't give you any button props, so, and it makes the game look you know, more cinematic, more engaging with you. It's just, you're more drawn to what's going on, and you're in the zone of it. It's just spectacular. Is the best way to put it for it. It's the end of that scene was just like you, you have the same sort of feeling of can't believe we just went through all that that uh, uh, Drake has and. Uh, 
there are several scenes kind of like that i think as the game goes on that it's just just enthralling the initial scene for me which should have been like you know if we said about the openings of uncharted games yeah, they've gone hit and miss maybe a bit but you know nothing's really going to be the second games <clears throat> open and i yeah. don't think it does here either i think i was a bit disappointed with the, the start point for this game but I think that was more down to the fact that I crashed twice and it didn't look very convincing that crashes go. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, in terms of in terms of physicality, the the said vehicle should have crashed with a lot more impact than it did into said object. <laughs> um, yes, but yeah, the banter, the back and forth is just better than ever. I mean, it's, uh, we've always, I'm sure, amongst us said that uh, Drake and Sully have had absolutely great banter throughout the entire series i kind of stopped trying to say banter because it sounds way too laddish um but also you know, drake and sam you know there's just this very brotherly you know back and forth sniping at each other in a nice friendly way and it's like that yeah it's, it's good and another villain type that's quite a smug asshole and it's nice I've, again i won't go too far into that i think because i don't think you're there yet in but uh, mike but yeah it's not are you talking hard. about are you talking about a four-worded letter villain yeah someone who sounds like yeah the one who looks a bit like uh, a tiny jake gyllenhaal yeah i know the one yeah <laughs> i already want to punch him in the face don't worry yes exactly it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's a accent it's just oh it's <laughs> Uh, yes, but yeah, again, that always a good sign for me that that. But yeah, um, I don't know what more, what more I can say on it at the minute it's, uh, without spoiling it. And I'm sure other people had their own favourite bits to talk about. Um, Mike, as you're yes. earlier back in the game, we'll, we'll give you your early impressions on what you found so far. You have enjoyed and not enjoyed, maybe. Oh God. Um... Okay, I really got to learn to try and be concise here. It's just because it's all fresh, you know. <laughs> it's like, blah, blah, blah. um, okay. Um, honestly, um, from what I played so far, the overall impression I've got is just how much more mature the series is. From everything mm -hmm. from the dialogue, the kind of the art direction, uh, in, in the storyline, and everything, it just it it's uncharted, but it feels different. The other the other games. They were bigger and better and bolder and everything like that, but they, they were still, you know, this isn't the criticism, by the way, of them. It, it, they felt kind of like overly familiar. This feels like it's made a lot of progress. It feels, I hate I hate saying this because it sounds a cover, but it feels next gen or current gen, whatever you want to call it. You know, it feels like yeah. it's taken the next step. Just, you know, the game... It's easy to say that the game looks amazing, which it does, like all the character models and stuff, but it's just so many of the subtlety, subtleties in there, like just the, yes, very the, much. the, the effects, just, just the way that the, um, the, the, the surfaces just peel away, you know, and marble is chipped by bullets when you're in a firefight and stuff, and the, the particle effects, the dust and all that kind of stuff, it just, just all those little effects and stuff, not the big, bold, amazing cutscenes with the incredible facial animations which are you know they are amazing and stuff you know just things like that they just add so much um realism to to the game so many different layers of stuff you know it's just incredible to take in and just you know the you know the, the scenery and stuff i mean the draw distance and just the um 
the architecture they use and the shade and everything it really really it's just incredible progress from when you compare it to the other games and stuff just how it how it's progressed like that and there's a definitely a palpable um influence from the last of us in there just from the top very the, much so. yeah, you, mean, yeah i think they, yeah. they said that themselves i think the, the last oh, they have pretty yeah. much changed the way they think about games yeah it's definitely just... i mean from from the title screen the minimalistic title screen to the the, the you know the use of the, the use of music in there and even kind of like mundane things like pushing feel trolleys or whatever the hell you're pushing around you know yeah. the action, you know the way you go to a a uh, an interactable object and it has the little circle and then the button prompt comes up when you get close enough to it, you know, just like the last of us, you know, even silly little things like that. It's just like, you know, it's like, yeah, these, this is the guys. It's like, these are the guys who made the last of us rather than these are the guys who made uncharted. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, evolution. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, to its credit, cause it is fantastic. But apart from that, just overall, it is, it, I think it's fantastic so far. I love the story is got me absolutely hooked and I'm really enjoying, I know there's been some criticism it's Sam, but I like his character. I think he's really, really cool. Um, I'm quite interested in him and stuff. I like his relationship with Drake and I've just met Sully as well uh, in the story in Elena. Haven't yeah. all met her um, or reacquainted, should I say? Um, uh, I, I thought that part was great. It's just a lot of the parts that I've really enjoyed so far. And cause it's, you know, this is what it's like at the beginning anyway, without spoiling too much. A lot of it, is just conversation, you know, taking in, yes, you know, taking yes. in interaction with the characters, it, you know, collecting a few things, look, um, examining stuff like in, uh, yeah, again, I, I want to be careful for spoilers, but like in just before you, um, you go down, um, you see Elena and you have dinner with her and stuff. There's a little, there's a really, really cool scene. I'll just say, I, I'm trying to be careful upstairs with Drake on his own and the stuff that they packed in there, including the humorous, shall we say, combat in, in inverted commas, situation yes. it's just you know that one yeah <laughs> stuff like that is just great you know the character development and stuff it's just you know it's just brilliant what they've done there they've acknowledged listen i'll just say this they've acknowledged everything that's gone on in past yeah. games and it's great to you know um take in all that stuff for fan service that's the word i'm looking for um fan service is brilliant but um, yeah totally uh, agree on that one yeah, um, so far I've literally just been introduced to the main parts of the combat, to be honest. I haven't had that many fights so far, but I really like the new... The shooting feels more solid than ever. I'm scoring a lot more headshots. I've already got a trophy for it, actually. Um, yeah. The uh, the stealth, I haven't done much stealth yet, but it seems to work really well. I really like the fact that it feels... It feels more organic. It's just like using parts of the environment and stuff like it, whether it's taking cover or using like tall grass and stuff. Like it feels really organic. It doesn't feel like forced and tacked in. It's just like, you know, that's what someone would use. Like, oh, there's tall grass here. Lots of like, like vegetation around our hide in there. That's what you would do, you know? And I, I like how they incorporated that. The tagging enemies feels kind of, it feels kind of weird in an Uncharted game, but at the same time, it is useful. But the AI, um, I was impressed with the AI and stuff, the way they, I mean, I, I did, I got into a few, uh, a few um, kind of panicky situations there. Um, so um, I was quite, in, I was quite, but I, I'm quite impressed. But I haven't really, I haven't really had enough firefights yet to really like say, oh, this combat is, this has improved so much. This isn't so great kind of thing. I've only just kind of touched the surface there. But so far, I'm, I'm absolutely, like I said, I had to tear myself away from the game. So um, I'm on chapter eight. So uh, I'm absolutely loving it so far. And the story is, the story is really good so far. Really, yeah. really strong. Oh, it is. After that initial slow start, it is the one story out of the series I think that's really hooked me more than any yeah. others. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, it is. 
Um, sorry, I was just going to say about yeah about the thing. I mean, I suppose it is it is. I know what you mean about the slow start and stuff. Um, it didn't. It, I don't think it bothered me. I mean, not saying it bothered you. I mean, I know you were just saying it. You know, maybe um, it was a bit slower than you maybe thought or whatever. I, for some reason, it wasn't. I don't know why it didn't bother me. It didn't really um make me think that so much. I'm not sure why. I think maybe it's just because I had a. I don't know, maybe it's because of what, what it was what I was expecting. I just had this feeling that it wasn't going to throw you right into the deep end from, you know, shooting people straight off. I had a had a feeling it was, I think it's just because of what I've read and what people have said, but it, it starts mm. off slow. So maybe I was just prepared for that. But I don't know, for whatever reason, it didn't really bother me too much. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, things seem to be picking up now, though. That's the main point, definitely. Yeah, you, so you are I'm, definitely at the point where it is just, it all right, just great. the game just kicks into overdrive. Oh, right. So it doesn't like, it, it doesn't let up from here on then basically then it's like the, pretty the, much... the, the pacing is probably better. I think that's it. There's ah, the, yeah. the quiet moments are still great. And the, the action bits are just insane. I mean, there's just so many action bits that just feel so much more tense and exciting than the yeah. previous games. And it's like, you know, in the previous games, you had one or two big set piece moments and maybe one, two quiet moments as well that, sort of worked out and then the rest was like yeah it's, it's all right like but here is just there's so many beats where you could just go wow look at that or holy shit look at this oh my <laughs> god like that it just it's and i like i said i, I started the game being very cynical of it because giving a game 10 out of 10 for me is a, is a, is a very big thing and it's like it's to, yeah. to me a game has to be not flawless obviously because you can't be flawless but it's got to be as close as you can be it can, it's got to be so good in what it does that it overrides its flaws yeah you know? so i can see how some publications gave it eight out of ten totally because i i can take no umbrage with the fact that there's a lot mechanically that they rely on too much you know like i said with the crates and the jumping the the falling down gravel and mud and everything every five minutes it's yeah, that bit's then maybe it is a little overused, but it doesn't get boring. And I think that's the thing. It's it that's the main thing. If that got boring, there's your problem straight away, you'd be out of it. It's but because there's always something going on, always something coming, always something to see or explore, especially with the more open worlds, you're seeing more and doing more yeah. always. And that is what keeps you hooked and that's what it just makes you keep thinking about it and Join and yeah, I'll probably still say at the minute. It, to me, it's not a ten out of ten game, but it's a nine, no doubt about that. You know, it's it's an oh, so it's nine. Re- it's reached a nine for you, then, yeah. That's yeah. Good. So I mean, it, can't help but score things. It's in my blood. But yeah, <laughs> so, of course, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's still yeah. It's one of the best games of this generation so far. So far, I've seen. Though I've have worries about the end parts being a bit Lord of the Rings-esque and trying to tie up too many things too many, I say Lord of the Rings, best comparison would probably be MGS4 in just trying yeah. to end things far too many times but series end you have to indulge a bit of that sometimes yeah, yeah. oh I suppose you should ask what other people have thought about Uncharted 4, what do you reckon mate? Uh, yeah, probably it would be good. Yeah, it's not the Mike <laughs> and Neil show, so yeah, we could just talk for ages here, probably. But <laughs> um, Kevin, go on, have your say. He's stunned. He said he didn't. He wasn't ready. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what there is to say anymore. I think you guys pretty much said everything for everyone here. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you obviously got to have your own favorite personal moments out of it, and things that you enjoyed. And just... Well, I just love everything about the game so far. There's only a few minor points that keep it away from a 10 for me. 
But if I look at the story, like Mike said, it is definitely more... It feels more adultery, I guess. <coughs> which I definitely agree with, especially if you get further into the story. And, you know, it's just the the bond between his brother that now is back into the story as well. That's just, you know, you see the progression of that and, you know, you, you kind of feel the way things are going and... It's hard to talk without actually spoiling anything, so I'm just gonna say that, I love that I love that bond. It's it's really well done, and mm. you know, it's very sound. Although I'm at a point where I don't understand one point of Drake's choice, but I can't talk about it because it's spoiler material. So I'm not going to say anything about it. So what chapter but are you at? Just asking now when you say chapter that. Chapter 18, if I'm not mistaken. Chapter 18. Okay, so I can kind of understand what you're thinking on that. So. All right. Nonetheless, I, I love everything about it. Although the only thing I think, for instance, is what I've noticed when there's cutscenes and everything, everything's worked out so great. And, you know, the graphics are astounding, especially just the whole game is astounding. But I did notice when you're in the game and you have a little interaction where you have to press the triangle and stuff, sometimes yeah. the uh, the voice... And the mouth movement is a bit off. At least I noticed that personally, which mm. which doesn't ruin it for me. But it's just if you have a game with such quality, that's something I'm starting to notice. Like, wait, this is a bit off. But it's not ruining it anything for me. I mean, usually you don't really look at it. You just talk and you you go on your way. But yeah, I think it's because you catch <clears> out. You swivel the camera and you just sort of catch them saying what they're. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, hang on, that doesn't look right. It's, it's just like, a little detail that pops yeah. up that you realize, and you know, it's 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 nothing big. So, and then there's one point in the storyline so far that has bothered me a little bit because it felt a bit unrealistic because the progression shouldn't be what it is. But I'm not going to spoil it again, so <laughs> that's just all is I'm going to say. Is it a character-based problem or a plot-based problem, would you say? Well, that's a good question. I can't say it's a plot-based one, nor a character one. If, I, if I'm just trying to think, what is it, right? Is it about characters getting to places It's when they're trying to be. get out of a place. Hmm. Yeah, I think and I know what you it mean. It happened so. didn't it didn't happen too far off of of chapter um it happened after Nathan fell down and then they're trying to get out of a place and he's telling sort of flashback. That's all yes. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's okay, like good. That's all I'm saying. So, I hope <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. If so, I'm so sorry guys. That's not my point. But no, that that was so vague. Unless you're playing the game, I, it falls I, down all the time. So <laughs> yeah. I haven't got one of five hundred. I haven't got there, Kevin, and I have no idea what you're talking about. So I don't think anyone else. I don't think I've spoiled anything for anybody. <laughs> well, that's that's good because I don't want to spoil anything because the game is such a fucking awesome roller coaster that you want to go through it all yourself. That's yeah, for sure. I, that's that's so the last thing I'll say that. about it. The game is amazing. It's astounding. The, gra- the graphics are beautiful. It will blow your mind every time you see a new area. Um, the only thing sometimes I'm bothered by is that the stealth feels quite off, even though they did a really good job adding it. There's a few things, like, I once said it on Slack as well, I was trying to shoot a light to get some more cover, but for some reason that didn't work, the light was still on, so I think that would have been a nice addition if you could shoot the lights out to have more stealth, 
And, you know, sometimes <laughs> I've literally just been past a section where I stealth killed maybe 10 people literally in a row within a minute. And half of them saw me kill a buddy and they were just like, something's happening. And that felt a little bit off. So. Yeah, you kill them right in front of them, like two, yes. two meters away. But like, oh no, something's happened. Yeah, so that's a bit oh, disappointing. Fine. That's a bit disappointing. But it's not a big breaker for me compared to most games out there these days. So all in all, I'm still at 9.5 out of 10. And I'm Good old quite sure it's not gonna it's not going to drop. So yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. Cool. Chris, how about you? Uh, well, see, I'm only on chapter... I just started chapter six, which is, I guess, a little, one chapter after... There's a length, a lengthy prologue uh, before you actually get to the title screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah right after true. that uh, is where I, I am. And uh, so far, I mean, you know, well, you, I think, uh, having read Kyle's review and, and, and other reviews of the game, I, I, was, I, I did know that there was going to be a lengthy prologue. And I think that prepared me for it because I think if I just went to the game not knowing that okay we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna play for an hour before you actually play the game, then I would have probably been put off by that. But I was like okay you know what that's fine I know what to expect I'm gonna take my time not get impatient and uh, just play it, and uh, and so the that really helped I I'm really in, I really enjoyed it um, I, and I, I can see you know you, I think you talked Neil earlier you talked about okay you get the the feeling that there's a lot here that you can just cut out and I agree with that I was like you know. Yeah. I have that initial feeling like, man, we're really going a long way here in building this up. But then I started pulling myself back. I said, you know, okay, there, I bet there's a reason for all this. There's, I bet there's, this is going to come back around at some point. Um, and so I'm just trying to – that's why I started thinking maybe I'm going to take this all in. And that way, when I do get there, if I do get there to that point, then I'll say, ah, you know, I see what they did. And uh, that, oh, maybe yeah. I, I can – appreciate it more but uh kevin talked about the graphics uh it's just it's unbelievable that they could pull this off on um on, on this, this on the console uh this is i mean i i was trying to think of a, a game pc or anything that um with this level of detail and um much fidelity especially when it comes to the the acting i mean it's like it's like we have real actors i know they do uh, um capture of actors and all that kind of stuff but the amount of uh, facial expressions and things like that are just i just watching this i'm going man this is this is almost crazy how good looking all this this stuff is uh, so yeah i'm i'm still so early um i've been um, i've been uh, i had a uh uh, uh, kick my kid off the thing for uh so i could <laughs> so i could play it before our podcast <laughs> but uh <laughs> He great. He got to it first, and uh, so uh, I let him play yesterday. And uh, last night I got a hold of it, and this morning, and uh, so that's where I am now. So I'm I, I'm really looking forward to the um the rest of this. Yeah, uh, you were saying about the um graphics and just the sheer graphicness of them. It's uh probably telling that um game I can't say what it is at the minute as embargoes, but um having to review that at the same time as playing this it's just i th- any game might is going to have suffered in that respect but a game that's a bit of a mess graphically in areas and it's just like it's it is like generate a gap of a generation the, the difference it's just absolutely outstanding and it's just the same i felt with um you know the last of us 
know, you get to the end of that very long generation and you still get a game that can come out and push the system like it did. And it's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. So I'd be this generation in terms of like you said detail and scope um probably only gta 5 on ps4 for me where it's a case of the, you know they added so much more to a game that was already packed with little incidental details and yet right and it's like that but it's a different kind of this is as you said it's more story focused and you know it's just little things in a more concentrated dose i think the only time you sort of notice with uncharted 4 is when you have crowds of people you look at them yeah. carefully and it's like some of them look a bit waxy and it's just like they're here they're, yeah that's the problem with any crowded scene in games you're gonna have that, yeah i think but yeah, yeah i've seen a little bit of some big pop in that kind of thing but i mean yeah. nothing is like uh uh i mean if that's the uh, those little things are minor uh, when you take it the entire canvas oh, yes. of what you're looking at it's just crazy yeah i mean that's so. it seeing like i said going from this to a much more inferior game and visually it's like you appreciate it more straight oh, yeah. the, the difference it's just like wow it's just like uh, what a bloody achievement it's just it's mad and it's like i think graphics probably wow me as much as they did back in the back in the day you know it's like where you just had these big jumps in the way things looked it's like yeah. but still it's just very impressive work and like i said earlier it's it's amazing that the naughty dog continued to just yeah, i was reach the best i was just about to i was but just about to say i i gotta actually guys i have to jump off here but i was uh, before i do uh it's uh you're you're, you're right the, the guys at night dogs are just i mean are they wizards are they, are they, <laughs> they got some kind of crazy voodoo they're <laughs> chopping off chicken heads on top of their 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 computers i don't know these guys just keep on just churning out these games uh that just look incredible and it really i'm like man this it just seems like they are continually to push that bar for every game up and everyone and, and everyone else like the game you can't mention you know they're looking at going crap <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that so Anyway, guys, I got—I really got to run, but I really yeah. enjoyed being on the podcast. So, thanks a lot. It's been lovely thanks having you on, on, Chris. See you later, All right. dude. See you, Chris. Bye, guys. Bye. So yes, we've we are down a member on our journey. Uh, we still have to talk to Ben, of course, about Uncharted Four. We've probably gone to play Uncharted Four. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love talking about it so much. I got to play it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Ah. <laughs> uh, I must admit, one of my favourite things about Uncharted 4 is the small details. Mm. Definitely. Like if you hold L2 near a mirror, he'll do poses. Yes, I know it's that in the house. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. (laughs) Nice. And there's a NeoGAF post at the start of the game as well. Uh, When Sam hands Drake a thing in one of the first few chapters, it's actually a post from NeoGAF. Oh my god! <laughs> well, it's, re- it's really de- ne- neogaf. Seriously, yeah, it's got a little neogaf symbol, and it says OT on it, which is how they do off-topic threads. So, <laughs> Mad. it's not actually neogaf, but it looks you get the, the same layout and the same logo. So, yeah, I mean, oh, you mentioned yeah. detail. It's like it's like the shining uh, a torch in Sam's face, and he squints. You know, it really actually yeah. squints against the light. It's just like Someone thought to do that. It's just, it's just 
crazy. It's like it's just the mud in certain chapters. Uh, it's just nuts, you know. It's like the, the way it sticks to things and washes off of things. And I like, you know, like I like looking around to watch as you slide it down the gravel and watch it fall where you where you actually yeah knocked it. Yeah, I noticed that just now. Yeah, yeah. Um, before I came off. I think if you remember the um, trailer was a bit where way back I think it was where they had the pick in the wall surfaces which yeah. appears a bit later it's like there's a point of using that where it's like where he does it jumps a long distance and it drags down as he you know because he's jumped yeah. so far and then it just leaves a big score in the rock and it's just like amazing again just a little detail like that but it's not just the, those ones the individual it's like with the story it's the little details like uh we keep coming back to this whole Nathan Drake at home bit and that conversation option you have Elena um, where she's talking about a day and you sort of drift off and <laughs> longingly yeah. at that painting like that and you come back and she's like well you weren't listening were you it's like yeah sure I was and you yeah. get the option to choose what it was and you realize you didn't listen anyway so you had no, no idea. I didn't even listen either I was confused yeah and that's, that's the whole <laughs> trick of that option it's just like none of those options are right that's it it's like but it's just so symptomatic of a relationship where you say you just have these things where you you zone out for a minute and you don't realize I it, was zoning out yeah, thinking yeah. I remember that being the photo that had the controversy yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's just a little touch like that is amazing and just so well done. Yeah, it's like so understated as, as you know relationship scenes go in video games. It's it's lovely. But anything else, Ben? Sorry. And I'll admit, because I'm never I'm never a very serious person ever. I'll admit now that I found out that photo mode can be worked through cutscenes. I kind of joke about with the cutscenes now <laughs> by having certain serious moments but then getting rid of certain because you can hide enemies and hide yeah. allies so I just, just yeah yeah Splendid. there's some certain scenes that look hilarious when you hide the enemies yeah but yeah <laughs> I, I know a couple of things like that where it's just been funny to do uh, yeah. so yeah um, anything else, Ben? Um, no, that, that pretty much covered everything else. Is it a 10 for you so far? An 8, still. An 8? No. An eight. What, what, are your main, what are your main concerns, though, on that, just to pick up on that? I just, the start hit me to, it, I find the gun, you can't really do as much gunplay as you did before. I like just shooting everyone down, but you can't really, I can't really do that in this game. I don't know why. I find it. I feel like I'm having to do a lot more stealth than I did two and three and one. And yeah, they've, I mean, because they've widened the world, haven't they? And it's like yeah. very much like a bit more of everything and a little bit less of that, which yeah. I think a lot of people will like yeah. that and not. But you know, obviously, it's, if you're in there for the, yeah. the shooting, it's not. I'm in there be... for the shooty shooty bang bang part, <laughs> yeah, not so the it, hiding not the bushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think in that, and like I said, my other major criticism is the fact that. Yeah, you know, they keep making jokes about oh we're gonna slide again like that. And it's like yeah, but you keep doing it. It's like it's not like you change anything up. You just keep doing. It. It's like the four games in and we're still having Drake goes up to go onto a handhold, it breaks. It's like we we've seen that so many times and yet they probably used it. What we're talking thirty odd times, I'd say so far. And it's like 
you, you almost t- i mean even that they make a joke of but i think jim sterling said it in his podcast this week uh that you know he got to a bridge and said i bet that bridge will break like and literally as he said said it the bridge <laughs> broke it's like, it's like but i it's, like the fact that they said that in the game as well yeah but like i said it, it's fine taking the mick out of yourself i think yeah. it's the fact when you take the mick out of yourself and then you continue to do the thing you're taking the mick out of <laughs> it's like it, it's not really parody it's you trying to say oh, we made a joke about it so it's okay to just keep doing it and it's like for as much as there's so much that feels very you know as we said this generation next gen sort of stuff it's that that aspect of it is a bit more variety a bit more ways to have wheeled wheeled chests and have something different you know well, even just roll a rock down or something or, or in about about 20 good cases why not just use your bloody rope it's like, yeah. it's, it's like why not throw your rope up have him hold at the other end and pull you up it's just it's not even <laughs> that big a gap it's like it's, like, it's little things it's like when you've gone into such detail about little things in your game the other little things can bug you not enough to throw the match well, it's like the but... ones where there's a bridge uh, get a, la- a ladder that's broken why does he climb a little bit down the ladder yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's climbed up the ladder so obviously the ladder works because you threw him up onto it yeah i think it was like not long ago in the game i was climbing up something and i'd obviously gone too fast with the game for what he expected and sam complained that oh there's a break in this place and it's like yeah i know i've already found my way around it and it's like <laughs> catch up so obviously expect you to get there and go oh i don't know where to go now or else go around here and find it it's like whereas you know, i'd already done it so but otherwise they, they pretty much telegraph it quite well but i like yeah. the puzzles because i haven't had a single puzzle that i've struggled with yet <laughs> oh, I, did. Previous I did i'm uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go bragging saying I'm not particularly smart or anything, but it's like I, I did expect to be able to do puzzles, and some of them I've just been like, oh, oh, no, this is frustrating me for unknown reasons. But as I said, thankfully, my wife has been around and she's got the mind for that more than I have, and she's just like. But the previous games, I've had it. more trouble with the puzzles than this one. Uh, another thing I noticed, I don't know if it's the same for you, but. Uh, I use the uh, video guides uh, that uh, our boss Stephen left on our YouTube channel for PSU.com, and yeah, the what his setup was was different to mine. So it's like the starting yeah. objects were in different area in different places. That's so, weird. Uh, yeah, I thought, well, if that's the case, and that's clever. I like that. It's like if it changes every time, that adds a bit of challenge. So, <laughs> I am um, so. sorry. I just um. I have a question, actually. Um, I've been meaning to ask, and I forgot. Uh, uh, it's sort of picking off what um, I, can't, I can't remember who said it. No, I think it was Kevin when he was saying about like the uh, some of the lip syncing being off and stuff. I was just wondering what you know the um, you know the uh, model that they use for uh, the characters in the cutscenes and stuff, and the one they have in game. Like you know, you can just pan the camera around and look at them. Is that the same level of detail or not? Because it looked slightly less to me, but I'm sure I remember them saying that there are no pre-rendered cutscenes in this game it's all real time yeah there's a a sheen to the actual cutscenes yeah so it's different yeah Ah, there's a transition i think because yeah i think when the cutscenes on you know it's like they're shutting out everything else outside the picture yeah basically so it's like nothing else is working unless they need it to be working whereas when it starts transitioning it's like the world clicking back on if you know what i mean and you can kind of tell because it it's not really a dip. It just takes a tiny 
change in the way it looks. It's like just I think that all that is is just literally the world click. It's like a switch goes off basically. It's like we just turned everything off for a minute while we were talking, and now it's like there it's back on. It's that's it. It's all it is. It's just the game remembering that it's handing you back control. Ah, right, okay. No, it is. I mean, the, uh, the I was because I was looking around. I mean, you got photo mode as well, obviously, but mm. I was just like panning the camera around and looking at Drake and various things, and he's, he's remarkably well detailed. I mean, it was one of them. He looked like in one part, he looked like he, uh, I think he had like visible like mud and scarring on his face and stuff, and he was like wincing and everything like that, grimacing. Yeah. You know, that's um really really cool. I mean, in the earlier games, if you, I mean, he still he did stuff like that as well. I mean, he would like he was sort of like. He would just sort of like wince a bit and stuff like that. He wouldn't just stand there like, you know, like a statue or something like that. He'd blink and move and all that kind of stuff. But this was, um, yeah, I was very impressed with how the models, the actual Drake you're controlling, how detailed he was. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, there are some cutscenes. I think, Kevin, you posted one not long ago, just the sheer detail on it. It's just nuts. It's like... It looks like a picture at that point. It's just not like you know an actual person, not a computer game character. It's just absolutely nuts that they yeah. they can get that detail in there. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking to myself, if it's um a game on PS4 looks that good, just like two and a half years or whatever it is into its like into its cycle. Imagine what um not with Dog's next game it looked like. Yeah, <coughs> it, it fills you a promise for um. Guerrilla games and Horizon in a way because oh yeah I if am you feel they're that. always very good at doing pretty games and I think if they could do what they've done before then yeah, yeah. they'll be it won't be kicking it as good as this though because oh, the no. fact that it's going to be open world yeah more open world yeah. which yeah. I mean there is aspects of open world to this but it's like hubs if you will it's uh, it's like the Lego version of open world yes <laughs> it's like the, there's an openness to it but zones more than one singular place yeah i think that will probably be horizon's problem but like i said the grunt that they can get in there will definitely help them so uh, again this is like uh with santa monica as well you know and any god of war in the future you know considering their standouts as we said and they're very simple games by comparison you know what the hell could they be like you know, it's just I mean, most of it be wasted on trying to show you entrails and and brains and stuff. It's, it's Kratos or some Kratos type you know, pummels people to death, but it's you know, still it's it'll look pretty. Well, yep, pretty. relatively <laughs> pretty, gra- pretty graphic. Pretty yeah. as, as gore of all over my face will be. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, I think that's the general consensus for. Uncharted 4 that it is uh, pretty much not completely living up to hype for everyone, but still a very, very good game. Oh, I'll um, happily admit that it is for me right now. <laughs> can I, I just happily... add something about the multiplayer before we do so? Yeah, sure. The multiplayer is really good, though. I'm a bit annoyed that the daily challenges only reset one every 24 hours, even though there's three different daily challenges. So that means... It, that's just it means you have to wait three days if you want to refill all your challenges which is a pain yeah. in the ass and you only get 10 relics for winning a match and you don't get anything for losing which being the fact the cheapest chest is 150 means that you got to win 15 times before you can get even a vanity chest 
or do your daily yeah. challenges, but the daily challenges, of course, reset once every, you know, one every 24 hours. And even then, you can get some stupid ones. Like yesterday, I got killed people with pistol 15 times. <laughs> no, that man. Um, but, and also the lack of modes. There is only team deathmatch, capture, plunder, and ranked team deathmatch. Um, so it needs more modes. It's got eight maps, which I don't mind. That's plenty for right now, but the amount of modes just is lacking. You got two different team death matches and two other modes. Whoop de doo. Yeah, it's a, it's probably something they'll build on in time, given you know, that they've got season pass stuff. Well, the but, no, the the deal, all the deal, all the maps in that are free. Yeah, no, the season but, pass yeah, is so. just. The season pass just adds involves. some weapons. So yeah, it's going to be added to either way, yeah. and that's. But at the start, it, four modes is a bit too little, in my opinion. I'm not saying that it should have been a lot, but some of it more than well, technically three modes because you got yeah, two death, team death more variety. I think is what you're saying, and yeah. Saying a bit more than traditional this mode that you know the play shoot other people. Or in a team, or shoot each other as a yeah. big collective. I was as uh, Filthy Eskimo uh, was talking about last night in the stream, having a mode where you have a team that has to go hunt a relic, and another team that is working on making like traps and stuff like that to stop them from getting there. Hmm. Yeah, it could work. You know, they could one. they could bring like you know they have like, AI bots that they can control and you know the whole goal is for one team to capture and the other team to protect it. Not like actual capture like it is in this, where you got to take it from base to base, but just get there. Yeah, I suppose it's trying to fit things in that sort of work with yeah. the mechanics of Uncharted as well. It's, yeah. Uh, it's half the difference, I think, with this multiplayer for Uncharted games is that uh, you obviously had that... Yeah, acrobatic skill to you where you can fling yourself around and jump and which I've still not been able to get a kill with (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy you know so it's not like the AI where it's you know yes it's smart to a degree but it's still very predictable yeah I'm like oh I've got got him so I stepped to the left I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) that's quite a manoeuvre excellent okay I think that pretty much concludes all our uncharted talk it's been about two hours i think we've managed to on this one so it's, it's a nice chunky one. Oh wow like, uh, nice. yeah well there you go it's when you, you're talking about our series and you've got much to say about it it's it often does take two hours or in the case of resident evil 3 so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've had good fun talking about it we hope you've had good fun listening to it um we'll do our little shout outs if anyone has any kevin any shout outs is that a shout out or a click does that count (laughs) you've got to decipher it it's part of the uncharted fun it's it's a treasure hunt what does this click mean (laughs) is it Morse code I think we've lost Kevin I don't know where Kevin is (laughs) I think he fell on his microphone uh, anyway um, Mike what about you any shout outs yeah, um, shout out to um, the rest of the PSU crew, uh, all our regular listeners as well, because uh, I know they're still out there apparently, so that's always good. Um, also, my mate um, 
Richard from PlayStation Trophies, Top Bloke, uh, all the usual guys that I uh, mentioned, actually. Uh, yeah, cheers, as always. Excellent. Benji, what are uh, you doing? Shout out to everyone on Pharmacy 14 that knows me. Hello, everyone on those um, Ultros. Um, shout out to Phoenix Down Radio, of course, as always, and Klaus. Way. Shout out to Evolve Mail. And shout out to Filthy Eskimo. I'll be doing a review for him next week, hopefully. Ooh, so stay yeah. tuned. Looking out for that one. Excellent. Yeah. Kevin, are we back yet? Or are you out of the room? I'm always back. Is that more? Is that more, more oh, back. Right there. Hey. What's the treasure? Where is it? You're not going to find it, Neil. Is this, this? Is it the Kit Kat I've got in my hand? Because this is a good treasure. It's a clue. Oh, love me a Kit Kat. <laughs> Is it is it the lost beers of the store oldie? <laughs> we'll just hide clues throughout the next podcasts. Yes, and you too can find the secret treasure of nothing. It's wonderful. Um, Kevin, any shout-outs? Like I said, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Like your clues. They're mysterious <laughs> and hidden and non-existent. <laughs> if only you knew. If only I knew, which I don't and I do, which is worrying either way. No, you just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Well, that's a common accusation that gets leveled at me. Um, not just about this. So that's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> that, I suppose that just leaves me then, really. Um, yep. Shout out to you guys, obviously, for being on the cast and Chris Clement for coming back for a second one. I'm sorry for calling you Chris Clements earlier on. That was just, you know, my tongue rolling on. and. Uh, um, Thanks, Struckman, for, for the Struckman effect, for coming up with another polished gem of a action game in Uncharted 4. And also to everyone who's listening at home and going on, oh, can you just shut up? This has been over two hours already. You made it. You win the treasure. Um, until next week, uh, when we return to our normal schedule programming, uh, I am Neil Bolt, as your host. This was Unchained 121. Uh, I'll say bye. I'll say bye. Bye. Later, chaps. Tell you bye. Bye. That was my thing. (laughs) 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 See you next week.